This track is Focus of Kylie White's childhood Scissor album. Uh, thanks for listening to Somebody Once Told Me, a podcast about music for musicians and anybody else who bothers to listen. In our first episode, I talk with ambient electronic artist Kylie White about her approach to the Melbourne music scene, her songwriting techniques, and most importantly, where she's from and how she came to be here in Melbourne doing all the cool things that she does. I just want to say a big thanks to Kylie for doing the interview. A big thanks to my main man, John Dean, who does all the computer stuff that I don't know how to do, and to Zoe Damage for giving us images to use for our podcast. Anyway, here she is, Carly White. Ready to go? Yeah. Uh, it won't be too professional. I think I'll just... What I wanted to start with was, um, like... You were nominated, was it nominated or you were on like the 100 best oh, the, songs for the noisy thing? The noisy thing? It yeah. was like, I think it was like <clears throat> staff picks. Mm. So. Do you know um, any staff there? Like how did it sort of. Well, because I um, had emailed Tim mm-hmm. when I wanted when I wanted to get some radio play for a song. Is this Tim, does, Tim, Tim Scott? Scott? Yeah. Um, and I like, just kind of emailed a bunch of people that had radio shows that I liked. Yeah. Um, and he responded and was like, yeah, do you want to play a show? And he um, booked me for um, the Sunday show that he books at Public Bar. Um, the minimum wage? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then had said, if there's anything that I wanted to premiere in the future, mm. let me know. And um, so I sent him like the video that I did and they put that up. Yep. Sam Eckhart did the story because he was away. Um, but yeah, I don't know who, I think it was said Claire Jones. Like it kind of had the names against the people that picked the songs and it mm. said Claire Jones. I don't know who that is. So. don't know who that is. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I guess there's, do you sort of feel like, yeah, there's like a bit of a, you've got a bit of reputation, like a bit of buzz for you like do you feel any different to how you used to feel yeah definitely I mean I mean just having the support of like people wanting you to play shows yeah um and wanting to play your songs on the radio um is pretty awesome yeah when did this like when did you when did you start playing in Melbourne I think well my pretty much my first show was when I supported Oz Mutants oh that's pretty Um, damn good I know yeah it was just like well I I think I played like a couple of um, house parties and stuff um, and I'd sent them the cover that I did and Jake was really cool and responsive and supportive and um, So you did an Oz Mutants cover? Yeah. Of which song? Um, Freedom of Information. Oh cool. And um, it was kind of like to try and ki- like connect with people in the community because mm. I didn't really know many people and when you don't know anyone it's sort of a bit hard to start out um (laughs) yeah totally and i guess like the alternative is to just like book shows and ask people to play with you and you still meet people but i didn't really want to book shows for whatever reason yeah that's like a pretty unique way of approaching people by covering their songs and sending it to them yeah and it was like i guess it was just a fun project as well yeah yeah Um, um so i guess to answer your question in like the change of things like feeling a little bit more positive was um, around 
Well, I just sort of like started building up and then I went and played a show in Perth and that was really, I was surprised that that was really successful. Mm. And um, around the same time I played with Orlando Furious and Habits for Orlando, for Ben's um, residency. And sort of it was like around then that everything just started feeling like... Clicking into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Felt really kind of accepted mm. in the community and excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was, um, tell me about Tasmania. Um, oh yeah, so I played um, this festival called Meet Me Down in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your what were your impressions of Franklin? Oh, it was so cool. It's it was just awesome, like, isn't it? yeah. Have you been? Yeah, yeah, I've been. I've played at the Palais Theatre like yeah. once before. What an amazing at, space. Played at Dance Pub as well. But yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, was yeah. Good time, good yeah. festival. Yeah, would have been nice to have like some more time to have some adventures actually. Mm. For sure. Yeah. The place, def- oh my god, the place for adventures. Like yeah. every direction you could go is just yeah. majestic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful sort yeah. of Tasmanian countryside. And other bands all good? Yeah. Um, see anything good? Yeah, it was lots of um, folk bands. Kitchen Score were there, they're amazing. You didn't do any shows in Hobart at all? No, yeah. but I want to go back. My best mate's moving there early next year. Cool. So I kind of want to make it my second home. I just felt so happy there. Like, yeah. Um, something about, well, the town really reminds me of the town, well, the city really reminds me of the town that I grew up in, Albany, because mm. it's kind of got a similar setup with the harbour um, at the bottom and then the hills around you yeah. and the old buildings. Yeah. Um, but I just like had a really hectic city week of just like being really busy and getting no sleep and finally got a good night's sleep at my mate's house, which was up on the hill at Sandy Bay. Yeah. And I had this sweeping view. Just yeah. like woke up to prettiness. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just felt just so peaceful having a coffee in the morning, <laughs> looking out. Where? Because I think we went to a party in Sandy Bay once. You, who's the? Who's your friend? My mate Bert. He did the um, the video for Focus. Yeah. Um, he's from WA. Yeah. And he just moved there recently. Um, his girlfriend just moved back from Germany, and. Um, She's starting studying next year, so they're just having like a summer getaway. Yeah. Like, just living down there, yeah. just enjoying it's nature. So cheap and, and yeah. easy. It's, yeah. Yeah. It seems like quite a And he, yeah, he's like a bit more reclusive and um, and just enjoys like adventures and yeah. bushwalks and like that kind of lifestyle that you would have there. Mm. Um, and yeah, so they were just going to be there for summer, but he, he wants to stay, so he's going to stay there all year. Yeah. And Bernadette will be there, so I'm just going to try and snap up all those cheap lights and yeah um yeah I just I really liked all the people that I met as well mm. like that were from that live in Hobart yeah no they're um, good good gang yeah do you have a certain way of writing lyrics is there um you know do you I don't know or is it just everything sort of random yeah sometimes I'll be I'll do it like I'll um have sort of composed a song and then um then get to the part where I'm ready to write words and I'll just come up with something on the spot mm. and start writing sections and then it'll kind of evolve as I go back to mix it and think that it needs another part Yeah. and then write another part so I'll be writing the words as I'm writing the song Yeah. Um, but when I when I went down to Hobart um, I had forgotten my headphones so I like had nothing to do on the plane so I just like got my laptop out and just like started writing a poem yeah yeah and that was quite good to kind of like take yourself away from trying to write a message and, and think about like what do, what sort of message do I want yeah. in this song and actually yeah. just like reflecting um, 
on like maybe something is happening in your life and actually just writing a poem. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little bit more thoughtful, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no, like, I mean, that's just one way of doing it. Do you, do you have other ways? Because I just, I find that like, yeah, poetry does like that is pretty, pretty handy. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's no like hard and fast rules to it, I guess. No, yeah. You just sort of, I, I find lately it's just like improvising yep. is sort of really fun to do. Do you ever yep. sort of do that? Yeah, and sometimes I'll like have started writing a song and be really keen to play it at a gig I have on the weekend. Mm. So I've written a few words yeah. and then kind of presume that no one's really paying that much attention to the yeah. words when you're playing live. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, oh, just make stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, if um, I guess I'm a little bit more conscious of, um, or be, I'm more concerned of what people will think of the words if I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not as comfortable with doing that because I feel like my, I don't trust my mind to come yeah. up with something that's actually good. <laughs> On the spot, yeah. Uh, sometimes you can surprise yourself. Sometimes, yeah. There's times when I'm just like, that was genius. Yeah. That was really good. And then, and then like, there's other times where I'm just like, oh, I'm reaching the bottom of the barrel right now. I should probably have written something. I should probably have prepared. Yeah, a bit totally. Better. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you just have phases of your life where words just don't really come to you. Yeah, yeah. Writer's block kind of yeah. thing. It's ha true. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a. I thought it was just a myth, but it does sort of happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's it's tricky. It's tricky. I guess you just got to try and if you get. I I know sometimes you, I don't know if you do this, but like I'll be in the shower or something, and like I'll come up with like a really good line. Like I need to write this down. And yeah. In the shower all yeah. the time. Oh, everything yeah. happens in the shower. Yeah. It's like zen time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I get out and I just I've completely forgotten it. And yeah. That's exactly what happens yeah. to me. I come up with some gold in the shower. Yeah. But never bothered to write mm. it down. Or like walking through the city. Yeah. This is perfect. This is this will be a great time for me to come up with yeah, some words because yeah. I'm not doing anything yeah. right now. I'll just keep walking and yeah. come up with this poem. Yeah. I've got the melody. I've got the phrasing all correct, and then yeah. I try and think about it again. I'm like that's gone out of me. Yeah. But it is good to write it down and then have something to start to start yeah. with when yeah. you do get to the point of having some music laid down, and then you've got a starting point. Yeah. To carry it on. Yeah. Yeah. Also find like a lot of times I'll have something I wrote for a completely different song and then like I'll write like the music and then reapply the lyrics. Do you yep. ever get to do that? Is that something you ever do? What do you mean reapply? Like you'll write a song and you have the lyrics for that song but then I don't know for some reason you just don't really like that song and then you've written some more music and you need lyrics for it so you just steal the lyrics from the old song. Yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah find that happens quite a lot with me as well yeah mm. yeah yeah when you uh, or even yeah recognizing that I don't really like that song so taking elements whether it be sounds yeah. or, or a sample yeah, yeah that sample is good or that beat is good I'll take mm. that and yeah do you um like do you often sort of I don't know is there songs that you've written that like you just completely drop and you can't stand anymore. Yeah, heaps. Yeah, heaps. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. <laughs> cut, cutting out of the set list. Yeah. And, yeah. Whether it be I've just played it live too many times and mm. it's just not... Cat like, same, same as, like, when you have a record on 
rotation at yeah. home. You've and killed you just, it. You've heard it so many times, you just don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if I've written about something that's a bit sensitive, maybe it's about a person that I've liked, the, like the relationship isn't there anymore and I'm yeah, not uh, comfortable okay. with doesn't feel, that story. Yeah, it doesn't feel true or... Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. yeah. moved on from that feeling that you had when you were genuinely... Into it. Yeah. 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 Um, do you, like, how sort of prolific do you get with your songwriting? Like, how, I mean, how many songs do you have, do you think, can you even, do you even know? Yeah, probably, I have a lot. Probably... A good 30 songs, I reckon. Yeah, shit. Over two years. Um, yeah, when I first started writing, I'd just come out of a long-term relationship mm. and um, was writing quite truthfully about yeah. the sadness that I was feeling mm. from that time. Yeah. Um, whereas that's not really a thing for me now, so now I'm... And um, I guess I'm feeling very energetic and power, like feeling better about myself and um, and what I'm doing in my life so now I'm kind of writing a bit more about um, feeling powerful and um, and sharing that and, and encouraging others yeah. to like feel that as well. A lot of people have kind of talked to me and felt as though uh, that they feel quite inspired by the way that I just do this on my own and because yeah. a lot of people would like do their solo projects um, but don't really have the courage to get up on stage and make themselves vulnerable yeah. on their own yeah, um, yeah. and I really like the idea of like talking to them about that and yeah. like breaking down yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. take a risk and yeah. like be I mean taking those risks will be scary and like there will be times when it sucks, mm. but that's that's what taking a risk is. Yeah, is it was it a, is it a big deal for you? Like first couple of shows, getting on stage, like were you nervous? Yeah, the first oh. one I was shitting myself. Yeah. Um, but then pretty much after the first one, I really enjoyed the nerves. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really scare me as much. It more yeah. invigorated me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and realized that when you make mistakes you learn from them mm. and then you think about how you want to improve on that and, and not do that and even now like I play shows all the time and I'm still recognising mistakes that I make and things that I don't want to do and yeah. um, will often like just yeah. not do that the next time Yeah. Um, I think I played um, the Gold Class um, for their vinyl launch yep. um, and there was a review um, and I was the opener, so it was just like a, a two-liner thing about yeah. me. Um, but the guy had said that I, um, I didn't really engage with the audience as much as I perhaps could have. Mm. Um, and like reading that, I knew that that was actually true because I was really nervous for whatever reason yeah, yeah. to play well, that big, show. Yeah, yeah. Probably massive show. Yeah. I imagine there would have been a fucking yeah. people there. Yeah, and I really admire all the bands that were playing that night and mm. was just really excited about it. Same as when I played the mollusk launch I was so excited for it that it actually made me really anxious yeah yeah <laughs> um, which I'm not always so yeah. like I don't normally feel so intensely yeah. about playing shows I guess it comes with I guess yeah now you're doing shows that are a bit bigger a bit more uh, 
they're going to get recognised a bit more. Like yeah. the gold club. I mean, they're fucking huge. Yeah, they are. Like, yeah, deservedly so. They're like supporting the Fall, like yeah. first and more band. Um, yeah, they're just exploding. And so, yeah, that's obviously going to be like a really sort of yeah. Yeah, big show. The show I played after the gold class show was in Tassie. Mm. And um, I felt I felt really refreshed from being down there and amongst um, nature, etc. Uh, and it was and, more relaxing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'd made a conscious decision that I wanted to engage a little bit more with the audience, which I had done pre- previously um, as well, and um, How, like, felt better what? about the way that I was actually looking out. Yeah, yeah. How, like, what do you mean engaging? Just, like, just in between songs, banter sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I try to look out. So I think when I was playing the Gold Cluster, I was scared to mm-hmm. look up and and see people's faces. It's always really hard, I think, when the audience is well lit. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't even the case that night. But, um, for example, if you're playing the front bar at the Tote yeah. and everyone's on your level and yeah, right yeah. in front of you yeah. and you think you want to engage, but then you look up and all your mates are looking at you <laughs> and you yeah. sort of have to look back down. <laughs> but you don't have to actually... You don't have to make eye contact. Mm. But I do really... Um, enjoy watching a confident performer that will look out like Johnny Telephone and yeah. he'll do some um, arm movements and stare out and yeah. reach his arm out. And, He's got his shirt and, off. Yeah, and, yeah. and really perform <laughs> and, and be at one with yeah. everyone that's around him. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's, some people just have it innately and it's something yeah. that they... And I guess other people just have to work on it. I I, yeah. I struggle with it. I hate sort of talking between songs. Yes, yeah, and banter's yeah. just rough. I'm yeah. not I'm not really that funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, you've got the wit. Yeah, if you got the wit, then you're all good. Yeah. But oh man, I just I'm like an old man up there, just telling horrible dad jokes. And I and like I just yeah I don't know I'm more of just like let's just play it. next song next song next song yeah. next song. And then I'm also sort of yeah, closed eyes most of the time. Um, in my own zone, which I think is fine as well. I mean, it's sort of I mean, you, whatever makes you comfortable. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever, you, like, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to to do the talking between songs, and I don't feel comfortable with anything that I mm. say, so I just don't, and I feel better about that. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> um, you have a song on Childhood Scissors. Is it's called the Trial? Is that like a reference to Kafka? It's good. No. Not at all? No. <laughs> what is that song? I can't remember the... Um, oh, the trial. I don't know. It's like oh, this track on there. Yeah, that's like... Yeah, that was more of a tribal journey song. They're really nice. There are a few songs that, There are a few songs in there where the lyrics haven't really been about anything. I think yeah. I was a bit empty for a period of that time. And I was in a bit of a writer's block but still really wanted to finish songs yeah. and so just wrote poems of really disjointed stories mm. and so there'll be a lot of lyrics and one part will be about one thing and another part will be about something else and it kind of joins up Yeah. and so I listen back to those songs and feel a bit uncomfortable with them because they're not really true to something that yeah there's no was, sort of coherent like story yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's not really a genuine story that 
is important to me, mm. something that I might be trying to write about, something that was important years ago, and it sort of gets laid down and is just finished and you just let it be finished. Yeah, yeah. But it is literature a thing? Like, do you read, you're a reader? Not really? Yeah, not really. I mean, no, not really. No. I've, especially not in the past couple of years. Mm. I had, I had been prior, but I would just sort of read whatever a friend had recommended and yeah. kind of just get into it. Yeah. But lately I've just felt, I've just been really immersed in a lot of projects and felt in a very diff, uh, at a very different pace. Yeah. And I don't have the patience to immerse myself. I would like to, but um, I'm more motivated to occupy my time with actually yeah. doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, starting projects. And I've kind of got myself in a bit of a... I'm, I think I've maybe overstepped the mark a bit in trying to start too many projects lately. Because yeah, I'm yeah. Kind of, you find, like for example, you're booking a show and you feel really overwhelmed with all the things you have to do, but there's nothing you can really do until you've actually heard back from someone. Yeah, yeah, it's a waiting game. Yeah, so you yeah. still find yourself with all this free time, mm. and so you feel like you can you can do one of those things that you felt like you really wanted to do. <laughs> now, even today, I really wanted to decide that I wanted to do a painting. I'm like, <laughs> aren't you busy enough? <laughs> So when you say other other projects, any other music, any other music projects? Uh, yeah, I just started jamming with Emma from Mollusk yep. and Sean from Osmotions. Which one's Sean? Sean, uh, he plays guitar and I think he plays some synth. He sings. Um, Freedom of information. Freedom of information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, he has an Electribe, and Emma just bought this synth, and I just sort of use Ableton and my MIDI controller and play play a few bits and sing. Yeah. And I think the intention is that everyone will do some singing as well, but we've only done um, we've only done well, we think we've written three songs, but one of them we lost. Um, lost. So and got yeah. deleted. <laughs> Yeah, Emma had... It must be the problem with electronic music. Yeah. You can actually delete it. Yeah, or like you, and you rely on um, recording it. Yeah. Whereas if you were playing an instrument, you would never rely on that. Yeah. Or, I mean, not that we're not playing instruments, but... Yeah, yeah. Different yeah, different, different sort of thing, yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. How long has that been going on? Uh, yeah, probably... Nearly two months, and we've only gotten together a few times. Everyone's just so busy. Mm. Um, well, they're like touring the world, Oz Mutants. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's going slow, but I mean, it's going at the pace that works for busy people. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, Plans for shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I reckon probably next year we'll line something up. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll, and, and maybe like we'll even just book a show and then smash smash some songs out and just get out there. Yeah, make a tape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's been really fun because I've never um, been in a band before. Yeah. And um, other than like when I was in high school, um, just some casual things. What was the high school band? Uh, well, I had a guitar teacher 
for years and then my cousin learned bass with the same guy and then she had a friend that played drums so it was the three of us three girls um, and like in the in learning guitar it was a lot of just learning playing covers yeah you know, your favorite songs and um what covers did you play we did um whole violet yep that was a good one yep um and eloise would write some really cool songs i think um oh there was a song called passive aggressive that was a good one i think I'm trying to i think i can even remember how it went passive aggressive no strong action do you know what's going on <laughs> did you have the australian accent uh, I think, good question actually. I don't think I would have thought about that very much at the time. Yeah, I reckon we would have. Yeah. Um, like now I think about that quite strongly. Like I think mm. it's really important yeah. to stick to your own accent and not let things, because it does, you do very easily twang one way towards like English or American, I find. Yeah. And, and sometimes you'll attempt to sing it to yourself in Australian accent and it just sounds awful. Mm. So you can even twang that a little bit. It doesn't have yeah. to sound Aussie bogan. Well, I mean, if you listen to like Gareth Lydiard, who has like quite a strong sort of Australian accent, uh -huh. but there's like a lot of twang to that as well. Even, um, but I don't know. I find I like. I sort of wish I did do that, but I sort of started. Uh, not really. I mean, some people do sort of say I have like a slight American slant mm. when I do vocals. And I feel like I can't go back and not do that now. Like I feel, because like the stuff that's recorded, it's sort of already imprinted, and that's what I do. So I just have to sort of stick with it. I feel like that's quite valid. Yeah. Because if you did change it to be more Australian, that would be very prominent. It'd be very and yeah, be contrived. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's the intention isn't, you would think that singing in a different accent would be mm. contrived. But I mean. It's noticeable that you've changed mm. it. People would perhaps wonder why. Yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's a conundrum. But um, oh well. <laughs> it's a on conundrum. It yeah. is. <laughs> oh, this writing music business. It's, it's tough. so serious. No, it's, there's you know, there's there's rules and regulations. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you will be judged. Yeah. Oh, so much. Um, but I've I don't know sort of. And I have sort of sung a few songs. Like I'll I'll sit at home and, and sing the songs in with an Australian accent, and they actually sound way better. And yeah, I'm sort right. of, I'm sort of really annoyed that I like I can't. I just don't feel like I can change it. But oh well, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe start a new project. <laughs> oh no, I've got too many projects. Uh, yeah. I know no, what it's like. No. Yeah, I can't. I I I'm limiting myself with three three bands, and that's it. Yeah, that's mm. that's got to be the cap for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, especially like working pretty much full time. And yeah, same. Sort of yeah. doing uni, you can't really s squeeze that much. Yeah, in. don't stress yourself out. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you where do you rehearse? Do you like do you just do it at home? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just live on my own in a one bedroom apartment, mm. so I've got the whole living room. Yeah. Um, I've got a few common walls. Mm. And I did get a complaint the first week I moved in, but since then it's been okay. Yeah. Turn so, it down and it's all Yeah, right. well, I think with electronic stuff, 
I'm just playing through everything through my monitors, so mm. um, obviously you have the volume control yeah. and you yeah. can kind of balance all the sounds out to be at a medium volume. Mm. And then sometimes I'll crank it, but just try to choose the time and the place to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Do you set Do you set aside time to do it, or uh, my own stuff? No, I just do it when I have time. So mm. quite often it'll be during the week after work. Um, instead of watching a TV show, I'll just sit down and start playing. Yeah. Yeah. Does this other project, like, do you just, where does that? Yeah, we do that at my place too. Cool. Yeah. So that's a bit louder. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sean, Sean plugs in through my system and then Emma brings a uh, bass amp and her own mixer. Mm. And uh, we need to find more, like, it's better for us to find a time that's during the day so that we can rank the volume. Yeah. yeah. Quite often we'll do it in, or a few times we've done it in the evening and, um, yeah, it gets past nine o'clock and yeah. I'm like, guys, can yeah. we just turn it down a bit, yeah. please? Yeah, you don't want to be like the mum just being like, <laughs> yeah. turn it down. Yeah, and then there's the comment, can we crank it? Yeah. But yeah, we'll book, we'll book a, um, a, um, a room out somewhere soon, I think, and the volume. Yeah. And when Andrea and I did um, our collaboration thing we did for Make It Up Club, we went to Bakehouse Studios and just spent a day. How beautiful is Bakehouse Oh, Studios. I just want to be there all the time. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Yeah. Really awesome. Just like hang out in that little outdoor area with all those gorgeous oh, plants. It's, yeah. It's, I, what you, I think it used to be like a, um, oh. No, I got no idea what I, I think maybe like a kindergarten or something. Oh right. I think it might yeah, have been right. or maybe a hostel, I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah, pretty awesome place. Yeah, and then take a break, down, stroll down Victoria Road, get some rice paper rolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a pretty awesome spot. It's definitely yeah, I'd say it's probably the best yeah. Best around town. Yeah. Um it just costs a bit, so we don't we can't really go there that Yeah, much. where do you guys play? Um, uh, Lube's sort of just in Footscray because Ruby and James live in like Yarraville. Um, there's a, what's it called? Kindred Studios, which is, uh, it's, it's all right. It's, yeah, it's okay, but it was really, it used to be really good because James went to Vic Uni and they have like a deal with Vic Uni music students, like they just get free rehearsal space and it was awesome because you just get a room with like all the gear already there, you only have to oh, bring guitars. Great. So that was, and I don't actually have a, an amp that works, so that was really handy for that. Um, but then he quit uni. Uh. <laughs> now we have to fucking pay, so... That sort of shit, and I always have to borrow an amp, and it's always I keep breaking all the amps. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit bad. Um, the new project Swank, we uh, actually that's really cool because for a little while um, Emily was living in Sorrento, and we would just drive all the way down to Sorrento. It'd take us like three hours, but we'd spend a whole weekend down there oh, sweet. and just practice in her living room. Um, and because it's like, it's a rich, ritzy sort of, have you ever been to Sorrento? It's like at the bottom of the peninsula and um, it's a really sort of rich, it's all full of holiday houses. Yeah. And it, you can crank it because no one actually lives in these holiday houses. So yeah. you can be as loud as you yeah. want. Um, so that was really fun, but she's just recently moved back. Um, so now we're jamming in Coburg at Dylan's house and it's, 
it's in this like little sunroom, so there's no protection of noise and yeah, we have to sort of be wary of like pissing off neighbours and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Bad Vision just rehearses and like at random sort of studios just around Brunswick because that's where we all sort of live. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I do prefer like a home sort of setting though. Yeah, where you just feel comfortable and you can chill out and take a stroll. It's just easier because, like, you know, usually everyone's got their gear already set up. You don't have to hire shit. Yeah. Um, the, the sort of the perk of rehearsal studios is um, you, you're paying for it, so you sort of feel like you have to use your time wisely. True. Whereas if you're just at a house, like, it's like, oh, I don't know, someone, someone rolls a joint and then, like, like, oh, let's just play PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets sort of, yeah. You're less productive. Less but, productive. But yeah. at the same time, that can be enjoyable in its in itself. And then it's all about band bonding, and yeah, that's a good thing as well. Which is special, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, yeah, what is it? Is sort of the sort of band bonding thing? Is like, is that sort of something cool that you get? Like, do you feel? Um, playing with like different people, collaborating, like. Um, is that, like, that's a really interesting thing. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I, because I'd been really keen to start a band. In mm. fact, even when I started doing my solo project, my intention was to write some music and prove myself that I was okay enough to mm. be in a band and mm. then hopefully meet someone that I enjoyed hanging out with and, and yeah. start something up. But it just took a really long time. I think I'd had sort of high standards of what I wanted from that experience and that being uh, obviously people that are like the same kind of music mm. um, and want to make something that I would enjoy making but yeah. people that I would really enjoy spending time with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when Emma and Sean and I were all just at a, a show at the bank and Emma was talking about how Sean had said that they might have a jam. I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm yeah. in, I'll be <laughs> I all went and got a burger and took a selfie. Yep, we're in a band, <laughs> band we're in a band. <laughs> uh, sure. Cool. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's, yeah, one of the best things is, um, yeah, just everyone, everyone is, yeah. yeah, everyone's really different and it's just interesting seeing how everyone sort of, does their thing um they're sort of uh um well i don't know the word i don't know but yeah it's, it's fun collaborating yeah. is yeah I yeah think that's that's really cool yeah um but i guess the the good thing about solo is like you don't have to worry about like things i don't know if you have like lazy members or something like you know like so yeah you're not relying on anyone on anyone and plus you get all the money from all the shows you You sure Um, do you get the whole rider (laughs) yeah yeah you play monday night mass and then you just get the same as all the other bands yeah yeah you just get (laughs) because that's yeah i imagine imagine being in like a seven piece band or something that would just be that's too much, I reckon. Yeah. And you get like half a beer each, and yeah, or I mean, even just having to navigate that many people's yeah. feelings oh, I'd be and because you want everyone to have a degree of creative control, mm. or, yeah, creative input, yeah, and to share that. I guess in that sort of scenario, you probably would have to have a leader, which a lot of people do at yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. where one person it's their project, it's the and driving force. yeah, and then yeah. some people contribute more than others, and others just play the part 
Yeah. If they're told to play. Yeah. Whereas I think I would really enjoy, or I do enjoy more, everyone being able to put in what they want yeah. and, and say what they feel. And, and I think it's really important to have a, a good dynamic amongst the people that you're making music with so that <laughs> if you if you want to say, no, I'm not cool with that, then people are comfortable with being told no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's too precious. Yeah, yeah. 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 You respect them and um, and ad- admire you know what they have to contribute. So if that's their opinion, you are comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else can we? Wanted to sort of sort sort of wanted this thing to be more about. Um, how you sort of came I don't know we haven't even touched on it and it's been like 50 minutes wow but um uh how you sort of got into <laughs> music like I don't know when did well, I don't know when did you first sort of when was music like a thing uh, yeah old? probably I mean from the beginning just like watching Rage waking up really early trying to beat my sister to the TV yeah, yeah. when she wanted to watch cartoons so you'd have to get up <laughs> well, also you want to get up really early because you want to watch the whole top 50 and and, yeah. and see what's not just in the top 10 but yeah. the whole lot yeah how old uh, yeah primary school primary guess, school yeah. yeah was it like did you did parents have a sort of effect on yeah cool well my dad or? played in bands when he was younger yeah and he and I'd always loved singing and so he bought me a guitar for Christmas one year Mm -hmm. and I think I thought it was this you know this massive box it was all wrapped up and I thought that it was something else some kind of toy or something and I was disappointed (laughs) (laughs) oh a guitar yeah yeah and um and then so that was Christmas and so the first semester of school started Saturday morning guitar lessons and I wasn't super diligent at practicing so I just kind of learned what I learned but then really enjoyed the benefits of it when I did actually sit down and and practice and became you get past that wall you hit the wall and then you suddenly feel as though you're capable oh this is great yeah yeah you learn a few chords and yeah yeah and and sing a whole and play a whole song yeah. Like Natalie and Perulia Torn. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah. We do like an end of year performance thing and deal with the nerves of getting up in front uh, of all the parents. Yeah, yeah. When did you sort of get into like alternatives? So, like when did you? Yeah, and then, oh, then in high school, uh, Triple J was a thing. Yeah. And um, my cousin who played bass in the band um, that I was in was into really alternative, like more alternative stuff, like Deftones and Corn. Who, yeah, early, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like more aggressive Cold Chamber and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was into maybe more mainstreamish alternatives, so Magic Dirt and yeah. uh, even Silverchair or whatever, um, No FX. Yeah. Stuff. Um, and yeah, and then I'd got an electric guitar and was just jamming in my room, got mm. some effects, and started getting into the more interesting. Um, oh, I found it more interesting just in making your guitar sound different and playing yeah. around rather than before I'd been playing on an acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then stopped playing music, but was always really passionate 
and always keen to like learn about new music and um, moved to Perth and moved to Perth from Albany. From Albany, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, after high school and. Did you meet all the Tame Impala guys? No, I didn't that? meet them. Um, I met sort of a crew that were more um, playing electronic stuff. So okay. it was like this sort of collective bourgeois bogan. Um, Is that the band name? No, it was it was sort of a guy, Petro, who um, and some other guys, Josh. I don't know. They weren't even really my friends as much, but I went out with a guy that was yeah. playing in bands with them. Yeah. Um, and they would just organise regular parties. They did the prom and got um, some bands over from over east. They had the presets play just as they were kind of starting to be big. Yep. Um, and it was just as all some electronic stuff was starting to be cool. Yep. And I remember I was really into more garagey, grungy stuff and being surprised that all these cool people thought that electronic music was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then like you get into it and people... And then like the knife came out and everyone was fully into that yeah. sort of interesting how old um, are you at this time if the presets uh, are just starting yeah 21 21 yeah. yeah yeah and uh yeah and and then I think I thought about getting back into music but had felt really intimidated by so many people around me that I really admired mm. I didn't really feel as though I could step up was, to what they were capable was of was there um is this sort of like a gender thing like were there not many female sort of role models or yeah were there um, many females at the time doing these things like when you're 21 were there any females doing it i feel like maybe kind of similar to now um the guy i was going out with was in a band called um electric limousine mm-hmm. and they had a female front woman and she was really great mm. um yeah no there were there were women doing stuff but i and i have always you know even sort of really admiring Magic Dirt, had always been more inspired by by recognising and getting into a, admiring a female role yeah. model. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even just loving like Kylie Minogue and girl yeah. singers that are just divas. Kylie Minogue is so fucking good. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love Kylie Minogue. Yeah. I go back and listen to those songs like all the time. Yeah. The, the film clips are great, like... It's just, yeah, I love it. Yeah, her old stuff. I mean, her, I love her old stuff as much as the new stuff. The new stuff is probably a little bit more prolific mm. and interesting, but, um, yeah, I think it was her greatest hits in the late 80s was my first CD. Yeah. And that was, like, listening to back to a lot of that stuff, it's reminiscent for me, but listening yeah. to it, it's pretty like, daggy. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, there's something that sort of really resonates with me in listening to a female voice as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Especially as someone that just likes singing along. Mm. Yeah. Sort of mimicking that a little bit. Yeah. Did you get into PJ Harvey? Yeah, I did for a period, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that was like a massive one for me. Yeah, and Cat Power. Yeah, Cat Power's um, good. She's a bit too much of a sad sack for me. Yeah, I think there was a period where I really got into it, but it couldn't stick with me for too long because mm. it was a little bit depressing you need yeah. to kind of move on and find something yeah. that's a bit more happy yeah yeah um, yeah I think after Cat Power I got into Peaches yeah so I, I, yeah lift the energy a bit yeah get sassy oh she's intense 
She's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I first discovered her just at Big Day Out. Big Day Out 06 or 07 maybe? Yeah, would have been around then. I think I went to the same one first in, in Gold maybe Coast. Maybe it was a bit before that because I'd never heard of her before. Mm. Well, I had heard of her and we were there was not much on and our mates were looking for what to go to and mm. like, yeah, let's check out Peaches and so squished into this tiny shed with heaps of bodies yeah, and yeah. she was splaying blood, yeah. spitting blood out. Yeah, and she did she wear like some she wore like this sort of gym kind of gear and she had like her pubes hanging out and stuff. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, yeah, ripped her clothes off, oh, got sweaty. Yeah, it's it's intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's such a cool thing to recognise when, uh, or just to enjoy learning about a new artist from a live experience. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that you more often get, um, like, at a festival, mm. when you've just sort of heard of someone. Yeah, and, so you and you just go and out. give them a gaze. Yeah. yeah, and then you really just enjoy that experience of dancing moshing whatever yeah yeah to something that's new and feeling the vibe of that live energy yeah 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 totally um yeah oh big day out yeah <laughs> so like so formative i think yeah like, for sure uh i mean now it's terrible oh it's i don't even think it's on anymore i kind of associate it with that triple j thing yes like, when, when the grass falls festival that yeah sort of i mean show. it was when you were still in high school and mm. um that was the cool thing at the time and now you see it and it's really not cool but it was cool then yeah yeah like it yeah. was to me yeah oh the first first big day out lineup <laughs> is so fucking good it's like yeah, was it nirvana or nirvana something? sonic youth Yothi, oh Hindi, god like, uh, i think maybe magic dirt or yeah. you or my or something yeah um yeah that would have just yeah it would have been amazing yeah um but uh yeah i mean it's like anything it gets sort of you know, yeah, dynamics change. Yeah. yeah, and then it's... and then festivals kind of took off, didn't they? And then yeah. there were all these tangents of um, electronic festivals or yeah. different styles of music, and it kind of flooded a little bit. And yeah, and then it just went... that was too many. Yeah, I think it was a point was, like yeah. last year or some, or maybe 2013, and they just they had to cancel like that Harvest Festival because yeah. no one was going. Yeah, they just really yeah, I don't know. Do you go to festivals anymore? I haven't for a really long time. I really wanted to go to Golden Plains. Mm. But um I have to go to my sister's hen's night instead. <laughs> um, but that'll be fun. That'll be cool. I'll go back to Perth for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just haven't really I guess it's usually pretty expensive and when you're involved in the music community you're going to see bands all the time, so mm. and you get really into local bands and feel really fulfilled. By that, like yeah. I went to um, Z Habits and Johnny Telephone and Vacuum, etc., um, on Friday night at the Tote, and that was my festival. Yeah, you yeah. Know, where you go yeah. and you see all of your friends and you watch these bands that are just so prolific and you really enjoy.
します。